We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Bakes This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested, a.k.a. Couple of Hacks on their podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got Justin with me tonight. Hello, everybody. We've got Nick Crane. This is the week that the Oklahoma City Thunder reached 500 for the first time since they were 4-4. Four and four. Dude. Nick's already coming in hot. Yeah, he is. I love I like it. it I mean, look at I the like schedule. It. We'll talk about the week upcoming and give our bets and stuff. But like, this feels very, very, very doable. Can't disagree. Taylor will be joining us shortly. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs just punched their ticket to the Super Bowl. Ooh. And so I'm not quite sure what that man is doing. I don't want to know what he's doing. Probably streaking through the neighborhood if I had he... to guess. It's pretty cold out there, man. It's like it's like a solid 10 with the wind cold. chill. So <laughs> shout out to Taylor. Um, but he will be with us shortly. We are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. Carrie's asking how smashed is Taylor right now. We'll that is a great question. We'll give him some hard names to pronounce. It's already bad when he's sober. <laughs> uh, all right, you hacks. You ready to talk some basketball? Always. Can we talk if- about David and Waba? And his contributions to the Thunder. Yeah, is he a trade piece, Nick? Nick, he's a he's salary filler, huh? You're the one that dove into this for us. I, I people who don't follow us on Twitter don't know what we're talking about. Will you <laughs> give them the TLDR real quick? I'm not going to name names because we don't do that. Um, there was a podcast that referred to another podcast that did a trade assets pod. And there's been many. Like I'm sure we're not the only ones. Um, but whoever did that pod that they listened to said a few hacks were, were doing this podcast and a few seconds later they were talking about David Nwaba being a trade chip to, to be a salary filler for a trade. So incredible. I think you not, could 
know your know who's in the league. <laughs> like, but we're the hacks, correct? <laughs> I guess you could say we did get dunked on. Oh my gosh, Jesus! There it is. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you gotta man. do what you gotta do. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. Turns out, Oklahoma City Thunder, pretty damn good basketball team. Who knew? Two uh, very exciting games this week. One against the Atlanta Hawks, where the Thunder didn't play any defense and lost. And then one against the Cleveland Cavaliers without their defensive ace in Lou Dort. And they win. Very impressive win. There's been a lot of talk among Thunder fans. You get on Twitter. Uh, I don't dare get on like any Thunder Facebook fan pages. That seems like a really bad plan. Um, but you look Shadow like lanes. on Reddit, people, uh, you, you listen to podcasts that think the Thunder can trade David Nwaba or <laughs> just other podcast like NBA podcasts in general. People are talking about, should the Thunder be buyers at the trade deadline? Is it time to push the gas down to the floor? Should they go all in? I think everyone on this show, we're kind of in agreement that they're not going to do anything this deadline. I want to ask you guys, though, when do they push the gas down? At what point do they say, we're going for the championship? And they just, it's full speed ahead. Is it this summer? Is it a year from now's trade deadline? Is it a year and a half from now, whenever they're in like the draft and free agency in 2024? Is it farther than that? Am I just an idiot? And are they going to go get OG and Anobi in, what is it, nine days? It's a boring answer, but the answer is when the time is right and the opportunity presents itself. Boo! What a cop-out. I mean, <laughs> like, of all GMs, the most patient of them all is Sam Presti. If Maybe. this trade deadline presents the opportunity to get a guy that's on the timeline on a good deal that you can control for a long time for the right price. Presti would do it. Like I think across the board, yeah, most people covering the team would say the Thunder likely will do nothing or something marginal at the deadline. But if something comes up and it's like, this is not something we can pass up on, Presti would absolutely do it. If it's not pressing the button too early or accelerating things or hindering the outlook of the team long-term, like a big risk, like he would do it. Do I think that opportunity is going to present itself at the trade deadline? No. Could it happen this offseason? Sure. Could it happen next trade deadline? Sure. Could it be 2024? Also, sure. Like, it wouldn't shock me if this team even played it out all of next year and then a whole year to see what Chet looks like before making a splash. Because arguably, until it, with, you don't want to make a huge move for like a Donovan Mitchell until you see what this team looks like with Chet because you don't know what your deficiencies are and where you need to add the asset to get better to get you to that final stage of a contender until you see maybe your second most important piece, if not the first most important piece, play a season with the guys you have. Bingo. So the answer is, when the time's right and the deal is sweet, Sam Presti loves having the leverage. He's not going to take a deal where he's on the bottom. And we don't know when that is. I agree. I, I was uh, The second part of your answer is where my head was at. I think you have to see Chet on the floor with this group before you make any big decisions. Obviously, if something like incredible falls into his lap, he's going to take it because he's not an idiot. But I think, I don't know if it's a full season. Maybe it's 20 games. Maybe it's 40 games. Maybe we're talking trade deadline next year about a big move the Thunder could make. 
I think you have to see Chet on the floor. You probably have to see whoever the Thunder get in next year's draft on the floor as well. But obviously, Chet being being the linchpin of this thing, you're not going to make the splashy, use the Donovan Mitchell example. Like what the Cavs did to get Donovan Mitchell, you're not doing that this summer before you see Chet. Because what if you um, pull a Timberwolves and you trade all those assets for a pick that just makes absolutely no sense on the floor mm-hmm. together? Like that's a real possibility. Um, So I think there's got to be a little bit of patience, but it definitely feels like um, to play off your, your metaphor, Jacob, the thunder are starting to accelerate. They're merging onto the highway. They're off the, the, they're off the access road. They're merging on Sam Presti is a a good driver. He's got his left blinker on. He's checking over his shoulder, but we're not quite on yet. I think that's fair. I think a few, different pieces of information that maybe alter the the answer to this a little bit. First one, this summer, the Thunder will have a lot of cap space. Not a max contract amount of cap space, but a lot of dead money comes off the books. Right? So I, I think that is a big point because that money is going to be like, use it or lose it because like this summer... Poku is extension eligible. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know what an extension looks like for Poku, uh, but they can they can lock him up, right? Um, you have the so that next season you have that money, but once twenty twenty four hits, uh, that's the summer that Giddy is extension eligible. And if you ask me, like at the trajectory right now, does Giddy get a max in the summer of twenty twenty four? A max extension? Or not only that, it? not only that, but that's also the summer you have three first rounders or four, four first rounders. So like, it, it it goes beyond. Is this guy worth a contract? I, I I probably lean more, give a guy a contract so you can trade him later for something versus mm-hmm. letting him walk. Like in a Poku situation, Bailey's a different story. Um, but you have to think about that too. Like, not only did to sign Giddy, you got to roster guys as well. One hundred percent, right? And it's it's just fascinating to me, like. Presti is not a guy to let any sort of asset go to waste. I think having 25 to 30 million in cap space this summer is an asset. Mm-hmm. Now, how does he utilize that? Is it they finally do the take on the Tobias Harris contract for a couple of picks? Or is it we want to go make a trade and we can bring a guy into our cap space? We can get a $30 million guy by trading away a $5 million player and draft picks. You know, we can get in a, I don't know, who makes 30 mil? A Pascal Siakam for trading uh, Trey Mann and four firsts or Usman Jang and four firsts. You know, like that type of deal can be facilitated this summer. I wonder how they utilize that asset of that cap space. But I think I'm with you guys. You have to give the runway for Chet and see what you have. You have to take inventory before you know what you need to go get. You don't want to go trade for uh, a forward. And then six months down the line, you're like, oh shit, we just unloaded the clip and Usman Jang is exactly what we needed. <laughs> right? That's it's a like, great point too. We we don't probably really know what we have in Us yet. And that, I mean, he was the 11th pick in the draft. You probably got to give him a They took him ahead too. of J-Dub. Yep. It's like if you were to, if you were to buy a house that you'd never seen, and someone was describing the house to you, all the flaws, all the great things about it. 
and you start buying things to fix it up and hiring contractors, you haven't even seen it yourself. That's what it'd feel like. Like you, you've got to mm-hmm. see what you got. 100%. Before you start making those moves. Now, Nick, you bring up the point of them having four firsts in 2024. I've said it a lot on this podcast. I've been saying this for like months now. I'm doubling down here again. Calling yourself smart? 100%. No, I'm just, I'm (laughs) doubling down on this. So when I'm right, everybody knows I'm right. And when I'm wrong, we're erasing the tapes. Right. Yes. Um, They can't make all those picks. Like the assumption is that this summer, Baisley's out. 2023 first rounder is in, right? But then that means next summer, you've got four dudes, four first round picks. You're just going to tell four guys on this team to to get the heck out of Dodge? There's no way. You know, they're not going to go say, hey, J. Will, leave. JRE, get out of here. Trey well, Mann, see you later. It's it's hard to say that now, but we probably would have said the same thing about Teo and Veet before we had the bigger sample size. That's for true. We, for all we know, a, or would be 18 months from now, maybe it is like see a J. Will and see a JRE. Maybe it is that easy. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... I'm going on record again saying that the consolidation of picks happens this summer. Doesn't unless unless they land at one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Unless they land at one, I feel very strongly about picks and players getting moved to climb up that draft board. Do you to counter you, because you were also an advocate of this concept last year, is it even worth moving up from a 12 to a seven given all the draft history we dug into where a lot of times the guys later in the lottery are better than the guys in the middle is my turn to cop out now yes <laughs> if that's where Presty's guys at yes i knew you were gonna say that i did too i i, I trust i trust his draft evaluations so if the guy at seven he's like that's the dude do it i mean let's say the thunder make the play in and they end up with pick number 15 in this draft. 15, three future firsts, and Trey to go from 15 to 8, 15 to 7. Like, pull the trigger. If that's the dude you think you bring in to kind of like complete this thing, I think you do it. I think I prefer bites at the apple, but I don't hate the idea. I mean... Think about how many guys end up being really like the Bones Highlands of the world. Yep. The Emmanuel Quickleys, the Jaden McDaniels mm-hmm. that are in that 19 to 25 range. Like yep. the way the drafts have gone recently, I'd almost rather have 14 in this upcoming draft and then 12, 17, 21, and 26. You get four bites at the apple versus like, let's consolidate all this to move up five spots. And ho- I agree. Presty's a great time evaluator and I would trust it if he did it, but bites at the apple given the draft last couple of years is very attractive. I think that's fair. I mean, it's, it's incredibly too early to make any determinations, but like, just look at Oos and J dub. How sick are Thunder fans right now? If Presty had drafted Us at eleven and J Dub went at twelve, and J Dub's doing what he's doing for another team, like yeah. it's, or if they traded up to nine for like a Johnny Davis, 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is like, look back at the Darius Baisley drafts, even the Poku draft. And like, it's the same conversation if Oklahoma City doesn't doesn't walk away with both of them. Now, they could both end up being very, very good. That's why I said it's way too early to make a determination. But you're not wrong, Nick. The hard part is, okay, you get a bunch of bites at the apple. Where do you put them? And I think that, yeah, that's that's the tough part of this. But it fits the narrative that Sam Presti's laid out this whole time, which is roster exploration. You yeah. get a guy in the building, you see what he can do, you give him a run, you put him in the system, and you see what you have. Eventually, you're going to know this is a guy that's going to help us win a championship, or he's not. And if he's not, even if he's a pretty good player and you really like the guy, you send him elsewhere, and you bring a new rookie in yeah. who has the potential to be that guy because potential is a hell of a drug. And I think that's that's going to be the conversation the next couple of years, I think. And you got to put it in a vacuum where like it, the roster spot issue with having all the picks in 24. Um, even today, if it was like your worst pick of those four was 26 and you said, would you guys rather have 26 or J-Will? 26 or JRE? I think we're all those kind of people that like think about the ceiling and the what if we kind of yep. already know what those guys are to a degree. Yeah. I think everyone in this pod would say, give me 26 for that guy. Give, put him, give him a spot on the roster. Let's see what he can do. It's interesting. Amen brings up a great question in the chat. At what to- time do we become too competitive for bites at the apple? Yep. We can't he- keep heavily focusing on development for too long. I think they're still going to focus on development, but at what point does the, the switch, Get flipped. Yep. And, that, and that's where I think that consolidation makes more sense. Instead of moving up five spots in 23, it's consolidation for a proven player. That's a different story. See, I'm I'm fully on team trade up in the draft versus trade for a guy already in the league. I think I think you probably end up with both at, yeah, at sure. one point or another. Yeah. Right? Like what you're talking about, Jacob, probably happens sooner, but they have so many assets in the future that exactly what A-Man's talking about of like, this team is going to be too good. That's where those future draft picks for a player becomes important. And I think that's the beauty of the the asset stash that Presty has at his disposal right now is you can yep. do both. Mm-hmm. And you see teams every year, like the Dallas Mavericks are a good example, where they have a little bit of roster turnover and they don't really have a way to get better. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City for the next five, seven years will have ways to get better. Yep. And it may not be drafting a guy at, 26 with the pick they had from the Clippers in 2025 or whatever it might be, but they could flip those picks for players. Like if, if a Jay Crowder is out there and they're like, we want one first round pick. You're like, here you go. Yep. That's the guy we the, need. He marginally better this year. The Cavs are the perfect example here again, yeah. right? Like they were drafting at the top. They had a lot of assets at their disposal and then they got too good to where they're, you know, their draft picks are not top tier talent. And they went and got Donnie Mitchell for a bunch of draft picks. Like, I think something in that vein is probably what ends up happening. I agree. It's going to be fun regardless. Lots I just, fun. I love the idea of thinking about this team three years from now, pushing for a top two seed and a Western conference finals. Right. I don't, I don't think three years is too far out to, to be thinking about that. And then in the draft, you have a, I don't know, a, an unprotected Clippers pick rolling in, uh, and the Clippers, Kawhi and PG have moved on, and they're too old. And you're looking at getting a lottery pick while you're pushing deep into the playoffs and layering this team 
not all the same age group, but as these guys get older, you're going to be able to layer in rookies behind them who are eventually going to grow. And so to really make this thing sustainable for the long run. Also, what's up, Taylor? Some, some Thunder fanfic. So we're talking about Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and uh, the play he made on that ankle, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess let's go ahead and dive into it. <laughs> How was the Question. streaking, by the way? Yeah, were you streaking in the neighborhood? That's what it, every everybody wants to know. Not for another two week, two weekends mm, from now. Okay. I almost said Smart. two weeks. Act I like you've been there. Two weekends. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, act like you've been there. Never a doubt. I certainly wasn't anxious at all and certainly didn't have any tweets saying otherwise. Um, no, very excited. Very fun time. I I don't know. It was gross. <laughs> it's not quite how I wanted to uh, win that game. But, you know, Survive in Advance uh, is the name of the game. Um, fun stuff. Fun stuff. But I'm here to, not to talk about the Chiefs, believe it or not. Talk about Thunder basketball. Thank and, goodness. And uh, another very fun, very fun team right now. Uh, who does not quite have the expectations of the Chiefs, which makes it a little less stressful at the current moment. I was actually talking about that to a good friend uh, this weekend, and it's kind of fun contrasting the two, you know, and like comparing that to the earlier era of the Thunder. You guys were talking about the future graphics, like the, the direction that Presti goes. And, you know, at the same time, is trying to kind of, I kind of want to take all of this in as a Thunder fan, because I know it's not going to be long before it's like, well, why isn't Presty pushing all the chips to the middle of the table to trade around SGA and he's wasting his talent and why aren't they trading Shea? You know, it's just, it's only a matter of time. So uh, trying to enjoy this while we can. Speaking of, that brings a question to my mind, Taylor. I think Nick had to drop out for a second with some Wi-Fi issues. I'm going to ask you two. Speaking of expectations and just being along for the ride and how fun this season is, I don't care where the draft pick lands this year. I don't care who they draft. Okay, let's ignore that. Let's say they just bring back this exact team, but with a new rookie in place of Baisley next season, and Chet's healthy and ready to go. When we get to early October of this year, what is Vegas at the over-under line at? Ooh, that's fun. 23 and a half this year. They just won game number 24. (laughs) We should have smashed that over. I think we should have put all the pod money on yes. the over. <laughs> I think I, I literally think we said that. I was going to say, I feel money. like we joked about it. Yep. Yes. What What's is the over under at 40 and a half next year? I was going to say 42. I was, I was literally thinking 43. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> I, yeah it's, That's incredible, is, man. It is. It is. I wonder, is like there a point. team like, like when's the last in. team in, in NBA history Who's projected over under jumped twenty games barring one... a trade? Like, yeah, leave out the blockbuster trades because I'm sure that's happened. But yeah, that's it's nuts. And granted, it's not a normal situation because of Chet's injury, but still, I mean, it, that feels like the right range to me. I think so too, especially when you consider some of these young guys taking another leap. The J Dubs, the Usman Jangs. Uh, obviously, this entire team is young. Yeah, I'm with you, Justin. We, we have a, a whole document of things we want to talk about, and I'm going to get us way <laughs> off track here for a moment. Your defense, it was, it was me. But I'm glad Nick's back is. as well. Nick, since you're back, is. we're going to ask you real quick. <laughs> October 1st, 2023. I don't care who the draft pick is. We're going to assume OKC doesn't make any trades. What's the over-under on this team next year? The preseason 
over under that the that Vegas sets. What's the line? I'm going to go 40, which That's is lower. what I said. We all lower, said 40 yeah, so or we got 43. Two two. I think I think um sort of like the magic of a season is a real thing. Like we see teams every year that are like they outperformed. Like even though the Thunder have gotten a lot better. Yep. They might outperform what they probably should have this year like Isaiah Joe being bonkers right. from three and Shea averaging 31. Maybe Shea next year averages 28 and Joe shoots 41%. Like those little things that are all happening simultaneously is hard to maintain. And I think Vegas will recognize that. And even if they finish with 42 wins this year, they probably won't get 42 wins in Vegas next year. Interesting. Okay. The tangent I was about to get on, I'm getting back to it because <laughs> Taylor mentioned the name. I got other stuff we need to talk about. Jalen Williams. Which one? Come on. <laughs> is a you know freak. Which one. <laughs> like the stuff that this kid is doing as a rookie. I I think like, Justin I, I, said that so I, I was listening to his post game from uh I guess two nights ago now. Um earlier today when I was driving to the store. And I mean I, I think that's exactly the way you put it, Justin, is how how is he a rookie? What what do you um, do with this? You know, right. I mean, he. It's crazy to think you drafted four guys and he was second to last yeah. that you picked. <laughs> right. It, I mean, it's what I said on my pod was like, I'm running out of things to say about him because he's just so dang good. And I like, think I think you got a question on that show, Justin, about um, what is J Dub's like role? Yeah. I told my dad walking out of that Cleveland game, that kid starts on this team until he's no longer in this city. Or he's injured. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and, and injuries aside. And like, it's very possible it. he has a some sort of sophomore slump. Like, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, just like Nick was saying of like the magic of the season. But his skill set and what he does, like it makes him it makes him a little bit like recession proof right yeah. like he a very low or a very high floor on what i think he can do on the basketball court just because of like the variety of skills that he has that they are so high on him defensively too yeah. Yeah. anytime mark talks about him it's the growth on defense and the length yeah i mean like, they are obsessed with him defensively and you can see him if you go back and watch tape from november to now you it's can see the, the defensive progress. They had him guarding Evan Mobley yeah. Friday night. And he's guarding Jabari in summer league. Like, I, dude, he's well, not just Evan. It's Mobley, his long-term position at that that power forward spot for OKC. I don't know. I don't think they really care about positions. Yeah, agreed. Because I mean, shit, we watched him guard Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and then yeah. turn around and he guards. Darius Garland and Kyrie that was Irving. What I you was know? going to bring up, he's going. Not, I mean, primarily guarding Evan Mobley or however you want to throw there at the four, the forward spot. But then he's also guarding Darius Garland for stretches. Like it's just the versatility there is extremely exciting. Not to mention, I mean, I understand he's a quote unquote older rookie, but we, we talked about like Giddy being able to put on weight and this coaching staff uh, mentioning and training staff mentioning how I think Giddy can put weight on, but J Dub's going to be able to do the same. And so when it's all said and done, I mean, we could see him guarding one through four, essentially maybe one through five. Um, 
I don't know. I, I'm with now you there, Jacob. Got I just wait you. until his little brother's on the team, right? <laughs> Cody, yes. number Cody. number six in the ESPN top 100. Yeah, Colorado the McDonald's All American game. Yeah, and he's Colorado, bi- Colorado's he's bigger. not known for producing one and duns, but we'll see. He's bigger than J Dub too. He's like six eight. Deion Sanders is going to coach the basketball team too, yes. Nick. <laughs> so hot take, hot take, hot take, hot take. Um, if I had a vote for rookie of the year, Paulo would absolutely get it first. But I think the consensus is like Mather in it too. And then you've got like three or four guys that are probably three, J Dub included, Kessler yep. included. And then um uh, Murray. Murray mm-hmm. Murray's in there for sure. Jaden Ivey's in there for sure. But I think if you really go look at Matherin's stats, yeah, he's got a bunch of points. He's taken a bunch of shots. He is horrific from an efficiency standpoint. I would argue if you like put them side to side and compare their entire games offensively, defensively, impact on winning, um, facilitation, efficiency, like J-Dub is a three-point shot away from being the second-best rookie in this class so far. Do not disagree at all. So not hot. He is fifth amongst rookies in uh, points at 11.9. When you look at the top 10 in points, uh, he is far and away the best efficiency. Field goal percentage, 51.2% for J-Dub. Uh, the next closest guy, AJ Griffin, at forty-eight point seven. Yep. So he's three percentage points higher than anyone else in that top ten. The three-point shot isn't great, but then you look at rebounds. Uh, he is. Where does he fall on rebounds here? I'm missing him somewhere. Twelfth in rebounds. He is fourth in assists. Uh, All guards and dunks. Uh, he's tied for number one in steals per game. Uh, I think Tari Eason has a few more steals overall. Uh, he, yeah, he's number one of all guards in the league in dunks. Uh, I mean, Justin, you mentioned it. He does everything. Yep. Yep. I mean, against Cleveland, he, I, I, and I appreciate you quoting me on the post game pod. He sends <laughs> the, the lawyer, Dean Wade, <laughs> back to the shadow realm <laughs> on just the most disgusting dunk that, Oh, I can't say the most disgusting dunk on this team all year because Trey man, Trey man, man, he eviscerated. Was it a Nick Kongwu? I can't remember who it was. I think it was a Kongwu. So. Just Kong eviscerated Wu. that man. But I mean, shout out Jay will with the and, and then hits Williams, Williams connection. Speaking of attorneys, that was a great tweet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but he has that dunk. And then late in the game, he buries two huge threes to kind of seal the thing away. Against Atlanta, he blocks Trey Young and gets a dunk, and then in clutch time, strips just, Trey. just straight just rips him and goes. Either. I mean, it's insane how quickly he is picking things up. We knew Usman Jang was going to be a project. It was going to take him a while. J Dub, they threw him in there, and <laughs> poor man, five minutes in, gets KO'd by a Jaden <laughs> McDaniel's elbow. Right, but he gets back, and I mean. Just hits the ground like he's been like a five-year vet. Yep. It's impressive. It's crazy impressive. All right. And that's gushing over J-Dub. I got us way off topic there. For the first Sunday and quite a few Sundays, we don't have a game to cover along with our weekly show. So we're going back to old reliable. 
the good old days, folks. Anytime I need something for the podcast and I text you guys, I'm like, hey, what are we going to talk about tonight? It's a consensus. <laughs> take it or leave it. Let's do a take it or leave it. This so welcome back to take it or leave it. I have eight statements here. I am going to read the statement. I'm going to give it to one of you three. And you're going to tell us simply, I'm taking that thing. It's going to happen or I'm leaving it. It's not true. And then just kind of give us your your rationality, your reason why. We can debate these as much as you guys please to your heart's desire. We do have a bit of an around the association we got to get to as well, though. Taylor, you're last to join, so you're first on take it or leave it. You ready? Ready. I don't even know if Taylor's seen this. <laughs> you all gave me a little bit of head away uh, with our, our, you know, in typical fashion, I joined the podcast, start us down the rabbit hole. I rely on Jacob to take us all the way down, and I get ca- caught up on the uh, on on that line. So I'm ready to go. There you go. <laughs> Taylor intentionally sabotaging the podcast That's so he right. can to get so he can up. do the homework at the last minute. Love they it. They call me the Patrick Mahomes of the uncontested. Literally, nobody calls you that. <laughs> Taylor, take it or leave it. Three players currently on this team will not be here at the start of next season. Leave it. Um, I would be very surprised if it were three. I could see two, but I mean, kind of the boring answer is the one that I believe the most, especially at this point. I, I think Baisley will be gone. Um, they will make room for that draft pick coming in. But with Presty, you know, you never know. For example, we thought he was going to do something similar this last draft. And, you know, he had a comments after the end of the season that they, they are going to turn down the opportunity to bring in really talented players that they draft. And he didn't really consolidate like we thought he was going to. So there is a world where Presti's op- opportunistic in this upcoming deep NBA draft. Um, and therefore, you have to cut another player. But three seems pretty dramatic, unless we're including those two ways at the end. But assuming that we're not, I'm going to go ahead and leave it. I think it's still going to be one. But it could be wrong. It could be two. Three three just seems like a lot. Fair enough. You missed the first part of the pod where we talked about when they're going to push the the, <laughs> the the pedal down to the floor and really push all in. Uh, I think you're with us that that's not this summer. So, yeah. Nick, you get the next one. OKC, take it or leave it. OKC hosts a play-in game this season. <clears throat> For what it's worth, the play-in games are structured where seven hosts eight and nine hosts ten. Okay, the winner of seven host eight first round. Do what? You're talking host first round. Yes, the winner okay. of seven eight gets yeah. the seven seed. Yep. The winner of nine ten plays the loser of yep. seven eight. Yep. So at at their place. Yep. Um, to see who gets the eight seed. So the take it or leave it is the Thunder host Got it. a playing game in Oklahoma City this year. So I would put it 50-50 the Thunder make the play-in, given they'd have to be exact 7-9. and nine <laughs> Makes it even harder. So by simple math, I'm going to leave it. Playing the odds. I got Nick getting logical over here. <laughs> I don't like it. It's hard to do. You're you're banking on Thunder being seventh or ninth, not tenth, yep. not eighth, not eleventh, not twelfth, not sixth. The correct answer is leave it because they're going to be hosting a first round playoff series. Nick, 
goodness. <laughs> bet bet me a uh, bet no. me a pluckers on that one. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> oh, I still haven't had that. Um, I had it for lunch today. Did you? Fifteen of them. Baker's Gold. Baker's what is gold. that? It's I know. uh, it's like a barbecue buffalo mix. I think oh. is what what it actually is on the, the secret sauce. But it's called Baker's Gold. It's incredible. So it turns out Jake and I are making a road trip to Dallas this weekend. <laughs> Come on, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Very Come intrigued. On down. Extra wet flats only, baby. Easy. Whoa. <laughs> when we were, in I Vegas. like them wet and flat. Nick Crane. <laughs> Print the shirts. <laughs> Print the shirts. For what it's worth, whenever we were in yeah. Vegas for Summer League, was it our last night, Nick? I think it was our last night. We finally found an affordable place to eat that was literally right across the street from the hotel. Uh, that Castle? wasn't that wasn't poutine <laughs> where Silva eats everyone's field, ah. food. Uh, it was this this uh, Mexican restaurant, um, and Nick ordered a burrito, um, and you know how like at a restaurant it, say you're ordering like your sides and it says oh, make, uh, potato and then it has oh. like a the little like box and it says make it loaded and it tells you what all comes in it well the burrito said make it wet yes and so <laughs> when she came over burrito. nick said can i get this burrito and then he looked at her and said make it wet and i was just like god <laughs> dang it we're gonna get kicked out of this restaurant it wasn't meant to be taken that way turns I, out how else do you order it Wet burrito. Make Can I get that wet. wet burrito, please? That's burrito wet. Justin, <laughs> take it or leave it. Poku returns from his injury, but plays less than 15 minutes per game. Leave for, it. For reference, he's been playing 22 minutes a game when healthy. I leave it. Absolutely leaving it. Um, assuming we're talking like total kind of like balance of the season once he comes back obviously probably get eased into it as all guys do but if you look at like the latter part of when he was playing it was 20 plus like it, some games he played 34 minutes against Cleveland he played 31 minutes against the Pelicans right before he was out and a bunch of games like 22 23 24 his minutes were trending up um and then he would he would sporadically have you know the eight minute games or things like that. So I think on average, I, th- I think that's totally doable over 15. Um, I don't feel like anybody has stolen that spot from him. Like Muskie, Kenny hustle, Jay will. I-, I don't think anybody's done anything that would prevent Poku from still getting regular rotation minutes. Interesting. Cause that's the reason I made this one was they found something in playing super small. Totally. And, and like, I think it's, it's nice, but I think that you still, we've had, we've had this discussion a little bit of like what I like about Poku. He's not Chet, but he's closer to a Chet like piece on the floor than Kenny hustle is. And I think for that, that's a very valuable thing for this team to start to get used to playing a little bit more like you're going to play next year. Obviously again, very, very, very different players, but, if you're if you're trying to get somebody that's closer to Chet, it's obviously going to be Poku versus Kenny Hustle. All right. That's also fair. shout out to the guy on YouTube that called me out for saying Kenrich Hustle on the post game pod. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my brain could not keep up with my mouth. Um, 
but it sounds very formal. Kenrich Hustle. Kenrich Hustle. First of his name. <laughs> Taylor, you get the next one. Take it or leave it. A Thunder rookie scores 30-plus in a game this season. Oh. In an NBA game, not a G League game. Yeah. Dang it. Um, Loophole. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to try and get cute on this. Uh, Andy Reid style in the end zone, shovel pass cute. I'm, I'm not trying game. to do that. Um, for more Chiefs analogies there. I J-Dub's amazing. But he just, I, I mean, I, I don't see the Thunder, you know, full on, quote unquote, repositioning, tanking towards the end of the season where we see Shea out and Lou out, you know, and Giddy out for the same games. Even if it were just Lou and Shea or Shea and Giddy, like I just, I don't know that even with that opportunity, J-Dub, the way he impacts the game, I mean, it's it's incredibly impressive, but it's not so much as a score. So even then, I'm not sure that he would be, you know, the one to score 30 plus. And, and that's really the only one I'm seeing here that I think could get 30 plus, I think down the line, uh, once Jane gets more comfortable and can, continues to develop, he maybe could um, as a score, especially from outside, but that's not going to happen this season. And those are really, I mean, the only two options we have. So <laughs> I'm leaving it. I don't think either of J-Dub or Jane will score 30 plus. I will take it, Taylor. Who do you think? I don't necessarily know who. Oh no! Yeah, you got to give me a who. Mm-hmm. Can't take it and say. Agreed. Uh, I mean, I, I would. I mean, the obvious answer is Dub. Like, if someone's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. Okay, so I'm kind of with you there. Like, if somebody is going to do it, I could see it being Jang, just going crazy and like knocking down threes. But I would if, lose my damn mind. Yeah, I just that seems so unrealistic. If, I'm gonna go a step yeah. farther than Nick. I'm taking it this week. Oh, oh my good saying Dub Dub's gonna week? give the Rockets, Rockets a 30 oh. 30 piece nugget. <laughs> mm, right. Okay. Um I was gonna go more I'm gonna dunk on Shangoon. Late season <laughs> and Nick won't need the blue chew. I don't oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna like or the wet for you know sit Shea yeah. or Lou the last ten games, but like if there's five games left and you're out of it, you might sit them two of those five. True. For obvious reasons. Um, if Isaiah Roby can do it, Jada can do it. All it all it takes is one overtime game. That's a fair. Where he's point. got like twenty five points. They go in overtime. Very fair point. It, it, it could easily happen. I'm taking it. You're making me second guess my. Uh, okay, fair enough. Well, uh, that means we're I'm doing still leaving job. it. That's a fair <laughs> fair point. <laughs> Nick, you got the next one. I don't know if Nick's the right one for this one, but he's getting it anyways. <laughs> Take it or leave in. it. Do what? Skip no, you're, you're, you're you get it. You get it. trying this, to back out. This is the way we do things here. Take it or leave it. The Thunder win 40 or more games this season. For reference, per tankathon.com, there are 30 teams. That's not per tankathon.com. That's just per common knowledge. <laughs> but of those 30 teams, per tank, tankathon, the Thunder so have... tell the young Contessa there's 30 teams in the NBA. This is what happens when you're a hack podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Thunder have the easiest remaining strength of schedule. Obviously, we got the trade deadline coming up, which can change a lot of stuff. But the combined opponents of the Thunder for the remainder of the year, they have a 46% win percentage. That is the lowest mark in the league. The Thunder have the easiest 
remaining schedule, and they currently have 24 wins. So this is guessing that they will get 16 or more the rest of the way. Um, I will start by saying I think 40 gets you in the plan this season, given how mediocre a lot of teams have been. There will probably be one or two teams that say screw it and tank it out. Um, it's so hard because it's the number. Like if you're like, how many wins does this team have this year? It's probably forty. It's like, how do I how do I answer up or down? I will go the opposite of whatever Taylor thinks. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Boo. Nick, Taylor, with what, all the cop outs. What, what are your thoughts, Taylor? Because <laughs> I'm gonna go the opposite, and I'll give you my reasoning why after. I don't think. Forty seems lofty for this season. Uh, at uh, this I think, point, I think they're going to do forty-one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thinking forty and a half. There's going to be a tie in there, and you know, four overtimes in. They're gonna, yeah. Uh, no, I five hundred in the season. Forty-one and forty-one. Lock it in. Ooh, that'll be five hundred. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess. Uh, hashtag math, as Justin <laughs> likes likes to say, forty-one <laughs> plus forty-one equals eighty-two. Good job. Mind blowing. Yeah. I, I think that, they now, now pronounce the top Turkish player in the in the uh, in the entire world of basketball right now. <laughs> Can you do it, Turkish player? Yes. Who, who's the top Turkish player? Oh, uh, I'll be uh, Shengu. Oh, you got it right. <laughs> I was expecting. I'll, I'll be more formal. Alpirin Sangun. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Alpirin uh, Sangun. 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 My. A lot of people have like big lofty goals for their podcast. Like we want to interview Shay or we want to get Presty. I just want to get Michael Cage on here and have a game Dude, where we pop me. up a name <laughs> yes. and Cage and Taylor both have to pronounce it. Oh, and then we give I the actual great, pronunciation. Oh, there was a college game here a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And I had a great one. I can't remember what it was now. I'm dang it. What was it? Oh, uh, uh, the uh, repair. It, but like his first name, somebody pronounced. I, I was listening to the the highlights. It's, and it's like, like Ryan with an A. It's R A Y A. Yeah, but it's not actually Ryan. Like it's that's like how Ryan, I would probably Ryan, pronounce it. Ryan Rupert. Rupert. <laughs> Ryan Rupert. <laughs> Let's go back. Actually, Taylor and I rabbit hole again. Taylor and I have a pod that I remember vividly, and it was when oh the first report or rumblings of Oklahoma City being interested in Pokashevsky pre-draft. And oh, yeah. Taylor and I, and I before I was like, the no, pod no, no. were like watching highlights, like listening very closely to the announcer, trying to figure out how the hell you say it. Because if not, we would have been worse than Shaq. <laughs> Alexa Pokashevsky. Or it would have been worse than that. Alexa Alex. Pokashevsky. <laughs> that would have been us in the pod. But we sounded super educated, and we we're like, "Yeah, the Thunder into this guy." Alexei we rehearsed it. <laughs> so we, still, we literally, we, we still it was amazing up on the too, pod, because it took us short. like three different. Because at that point, like Poku's borderline unknown. I yeah. think it was uh, PD Web. Shout out PD Web. It's like the only one who really was kind of on it at that point. And so we went through like two different highlight videos before we actually got to one where we could, hear. and then we finally got to one that was fully. I mean. It, Completely different language, but we could just pick up his yeah. name. Yeah, it's like okay, Alexa. and we still butchered it. We still butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, good times. So Nick, you're going uh, 41 wins. 41 wins, baby. Homer, I actually think that's like a legit possibility. 
It's definitely a legit possibility. Oh yeah, there's no question. It's a legit possibility. It's this team is so damn fun. They are. I just have a blast watching them. Justin, you are next. Take it or leave it. OKC gets another regular season game flexed onto national TV. NBA TV mm. does not count as national TV. We're talking Agreed. ESPN, TNT. Uh, I'm leaving it. Oh, because we know the schedule is softer in the second half. Compelling matchups are not as plentiful. I did while Nick and Taylor were talking about how to pronounce names, do a brief <laughs> look through of like games on those national TV nights that could get picked up by ESPN or TNT. Not stellar. And honestly, the best ones uh, came during March Madness in which TNT doesn't do their Thursday night uh, oh, broadcasts. So there was there was a game in the Clippers against the Analysis. Clippers that I was like, mm, that yes. could maybe, but uh, no. So I'm leaving it. I think they deserve it. Um, their next national TV appearance will be in the play-in, obviously. Give me Tuesday, March 7th against the Dubs. Oh, okay. So okay. In Paycom. Give us your reasoning. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> That's it's well TNT said. night. Club going up. Let me pull it up because this Tuesday. is what I was doing during it's the, the dubs, uh, the monologue. I would have, I would have leaned towards the Tuesday Nets game. Here's what's. Here's I was also on, considering that one. Here's KD might path. be healthy. You guys That's are missing it all. Kevin Durant coming back. I could see it. Jacob, you might be on something with with March seventh. You know what's slotted for the early game on March seventh? I'm ready. Philly and Minnesota. The only other guaranteed national TV game. If LeBron yeah, gets yes. hurt, you're taking that point. Tuesday, February 7th. I had this lined up and I was letting you guys all your hypotheticals. Crypto.com arena. That would be on every yeah. station. So, and that's on. even more likely. The reason I was going to bring it up is because today he was ruled out. Um, him and AD were ruled out against the Nets. So I would love that game to be the LeBron, game. LeBron, shout out uh, Thunder Focus. Him and I follow each other on Twitter, but he had a really good tweet that I think kind of puts it into perspective. LeBron would have to average 39 points in his next three games to break it before he plays OKC. Um, and that, yeah, you would assume that I want to get slotted in. Even if it's, Okay, maybe I'm cheating a little bit here. Even if it's not TNT, ESPN would potentially pick, pick it up if, if it were a non-TNT game. So I think that could be a nationally televised game for the Thunder. How many points away is LeBron? It's like 140. Something? Yeah, it's yeah. let's see. Right there. I think it's in the hundred forties. I'll look it up. That's, you guys can go on and I'll uh that's, I, I it's I think the odds are that he breaks it against OKC. Really? I think that's where it's at. Because like Taylor said, since he's out, he's got to average thirty nine to break it before the OKC game. I don't think he's gonna average thirty nine. He's got one, two, three, four games before oh my. So five games, roughly one hundred and fifty points. That's thirty a night. It'll never top the Samaj Krishan corner three. <laughs> Nothing legendary, dude. It, it would be really be cool if he broke it against after. OKC, though. Tim Duncan's final game ever. One hundred seventeen points away from um, Jabbar. That's crazy. One hundred seventeen. Oh wow, that's what this says. He could get uh, there. Yahoo. He could get there for sure before. Um, but like. Tim Duncan played his final game in Oklahoma Kobe's, City. Kobe's last road game. Kobe's last road game in Oklahoma City. This one wouldn't be in Oklahoma City, but against Oklahoma City, the scoring record is broken. 
So this actually leads us into my next segment. Mahomes, <laughs> oh LeBron, the comparisons. Gosh. I'm about to kick you off this podcast. I'm about to root for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the same. That sounds about as bad as being a Cowboys fan. Oh, okay, <laughs> the last one. Um, all three of you can have this one. You can fight over it. Take it or leave it. OKC ends this season with a top 10 net rating in the league. For reference, I'm pulling it up right now. They are 13th in net rating uh, at a positive 1.1. 12 is the Jazz at 1.5. 11 is the Pelicans at a 1.5. 10 is the Suns at a 1.5. Nine is the Knicks at a 1.6. And then after that, it's a pretty large leap to the Bucks at 2.2. Leave it. No way. There's no way. They'd have Look to be like, Taylor's face. He be, wants to take it so they bad. Have, they would have to be <laughs> so... I mean, like, we're talking... Like, right now, the Pelicans... Like, it, it's on a per-game basis, so it's like a plus point whatever... But like holistic on the season, the Pelicans are twenty points above. So it would take like blowouts and or the Pelicans being horrible. And there's other teams between there and above there. Like the Thunder had to be they had to win every game the rest of the way by ten to offset every loss. That's that's tough. Hey, if, if the whole fifty game forty nine games in, they're a plus fifty seven, and the margin between them and ten is another twenty. That's hard to do. You're going to be higher than you all know that in the month of January, the Thunder have the highest net rating at plus 8.7. But I'm still leaving. So if they play the way they did in January, they're winning the title. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We think that's happening. Yes. (laughs) I mean, yeah, no, I'm with you all. That's a, honestly, I think that's pretty good over under, um, but I'm I'm still going under. I mean, all right. I, I would, I would bet you in the history of the league, there's not been a top 10 net rating team that's not made the playoffs. I was going right, to say the Thunder are making the, the playoffs, Nick. That was a question I was going to flip. Get on like, the damn boat, my guy. Keep up. If the Thunder <laughs> do end up with a top 10 net rating in the league by season's end, where do you all think they would end up in the, the seating in the West? Seven. <laughs> Six or seven, probably. I was gonna, yeah, yeah, I was going to say seven or eight. Have to. Or, Jacob, Jacob, what are they look like in, the, in the West right now? Probably, what are they what? Probably already six, seven. What are they in the West right now? Record wise or net rating wise? Net rating wise. Oh, now you're going to have to make me like. I know. We're going to really go down rabbit holes. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't even know how to do this. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to go. Conference. Here we go. West. Oh. Oh, that's really hard. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> the Thunder are currently 11th in the West. Wow! That oh wait, wait, wait! No, that's that's win loss. I didn't sort it. <laughs> seventh, <laughs> seventh, seventh. Okay. But so seventh. But to drop to eighth. Eighth is the Timberwolves. Five, zero point five. Thirteenth. Okay. Um, and they get they got a hefty huh. margin between seven and eight actually. So, I mean, what a weird season though. Like that's just how jam packed the West is. The West, the, ja- the Jazz are right above them. The Jazz could be so basically too. trade deadline. We need to like revisit all of this. Um, yeah. Trade deadline is going to be interesting. Very. It's in what eleven days? I can't wait for to see him trade David Nwaba. <laughs> <laughs> I really wonder where he's going to end up at. Those hacks. All right, 
before we move on to around the association, we got to make some predictions for this next week. Three games on the docket. We already know what Nick's projection is with his intro, but we still got to get which games are which. Monday night tomorrow versus the Golden State Warriors, who are five and five in their last 10. Dubs are six and 18 on the road coming into Oklahoma City, and they're currently one game ahead of OKC in the standings. So a win would put them tied, but the Thunder would have the tiebreaker. So we'd actually be ahead by one. What happens tomorrow night in the Paycom Center, gentlemen? I don't have the data to support this, but I feel like the Thunder play really well when they have a jam-packed schedule and they have that, the young, fresh legs just, just keep running, 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 carry momentum. I feel like when they have these like weird, awkwardly long break periods, which they have a lot of in the back half of the schedule, which is part of the reason their three schedule is so easy. I feel like the last couple of times they've had two, three days off, They've come in very flat because Great. of that. That's eye test, not stats. You could tell me they're four and one with two days of rest, and I wouldn't be shocked. But the eye test or what I remember tells me they look flat. So I'm going to hmm. say they lose to the dubs. I'm taking the dubs as well. Um, For what it's I, worth, Lou Dortz ruled as out currently. Yeah. Lou Dortz out. Giddy and JRE were at the Chiefs game today. Clearly not focused. Getting hammered on the sidelines. That's right. My boy. JRN has been nursing that ankle. That's right. How long he's been out? I'm surprised they haven't gone to amputation yet. Speaking of ankles, if uh, Mahomes got hurt again. Dang it, Taylor. Hey, Mahomes got hurt again. It was my fault for saying Chiefs. Best quarterback on the sidelines? Shout out Chad Henney. Love my guy, Chad Henney. Anything is possible. However, it would have been Josh Giddy that I would have wanted to be pulled out. That is very true. Taylor, taking a win or a loss against the Dubs? I mean, like Nick, I'm going to get very analytical here. Taylor is covering the postgame podcast, and therefore, I'm going with the, the dub. Mm. The dub against the dubs. Oh, I like it. Thunder win. <laughs> um, I, I just, I cannot wait for Kenrich Williams versus Draymond Green. Yes. True. That's going to be a fun matchup. Um, it, I'm not looking forward to these Rockets games. I'm doing it. I'm taking the win. So we're split. Give it to me. They're going to beat the dubs. The next game is Wednesday down in Houston against the Rockets. The Rockets won them this last matchup, 118-105. They are 2-8 and eight in the last 10, and they have the worst record in the NBA. Nick, what happens down in Houston? Um, okay, this is really tough. I'm Googling their injury report because like they've played nobody recently. Like KPJ's out. Shangun's been out. Jalen Green's been out. It says... Jalen Green and Shingun are day-to-day, so I assume young guys will be healthy by, what is it, Thursday for that game? Wednesday. Wednesday. I think they'll play. Um, Rockets have been like the weird kryptonite. Like, not that the Thunder have been good the last few years, but like the Rockets like smacked them by 30 last year. Um, so I'm going to take the Rockets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get ahead of your question. The Rockets beat them the first night, but they're – coaching situation is a circus and they will not make any adjustments going into the second game so the they split that rockets the front end thunder win the back end so i'm just gonna piggyback Hold on. Off of T- that nick taylor before you go real quick time out the thunder are currently 24 and 25 and nick opened the show by saying this is the week the thunder go 500 yeah <laughs> and then he just projected them to go one and two yeah math nick math <laughs> 
I was I was lumping, so I'm lumping in the second Warriors game because it goes Warriors, Rockets, Rockets, Warriors. Well, so that maybe Warriors the... game isn't until next Monday, is it not? Okay, maybe I'm. I was thinking like, yeah, yeah, it's not a Sunday game. Okay, I see so what you were thinking. The next eight yeah. days. Yeah. When I look ahead at the week, Meh. it's like Monday to Monday. Okay. If they go two that. and two, they're still not five hundred, Nick. That would put them at twenty six and twenty seven. Then, then it's not the week they go five hundred. <laughs> I'm going against. I'm going against my own intro. Then I was told there would be no math. Now, now that I'm oh, now that I'm thinking God. through it, like God bless. I don't we drink, numbers, but Justin, I might people. need you to send me so some of that. So you're telling there. me, you're telling me, they can beat <laughs> telling the me. Kryptonite Rockets twice. No, oh, you were telling us that, Nick. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, are you talking to Nick from like an hour ago? Or <laughs> well, I, I can't do math because I was about to piggyback off of you, um, but nothing. Oh, in so next God. next week's the week they go five hundred. <laughs> And I'm gonna week. open the pod next week the exact same way. <laughs> this is the week they go 500. The exact just same standard, week later. standard open. <laughs> so every, every, every week, every this week. This is, this is the, week. the week. This is the week. Nick, you've been looking for your intro. I have what's we up. Have Silva it. has fellas. Yes. Taylor has hello everybody. Justin has Taylor. hello everybody. Whoa. Taylor, Taylor doesn't have like, anything. I've Taylor, it's because Taylor shows up late every single show. He doesn't. Exactly. He's like Kadarius Tony. He's never reliable. <laughs> um so that's your new that's your new intro Nick. I love no, it. we've solved it i gotta find something cooler of next season you like this God. is the week the thunder go 500 <laughs> I got justin, down, what, I got what happens in the houston game justin they beat the rockets because they suck taylor um i think they'll go one and one against the rockets also but not because i i don't know they just typically seem to play down to the rockets uh, every time I think they'll do that that first game in the second game they'll come out play normal Thunder basketball and beat them by probably 20. All right Nick and Taylor are like my students who like try to get We're ahead of the pets. game they, they they look at the slide saying your I students don't know math no well, that's also true <laughs> and can't pronounce <laughs> hey, words teaches history not so Justin you're the only one who reading and the math assignment. this podcast yeah <laughs> don't tell Ryan Walters my kids can't read and do math <laughs> easy <laughs> True. Justin, what happens in the second Houston game? They win because the Rockets suck. Thank you. Justin and I are on the same page this week. <laughs> We're going to get to this podcast Rockets bad, next week. Thunder good. Thunder 4-0, baby. They're going to no. be on a four-game winning streak. Hey, if that for, happens, we're talking record, about 7 or 8th in the West. I had them losing to the Warriors. Oh, you did. Oh. You coward. The Thunder reach 500 when they play the Lakers and LeBron breaks the record as they lose by 20. Ooh. Wait, did you say 4-0? Uh, they're going to be on a four-game win streak. Oh, was like, after beating Cleveland like on Friday. Math. <laughs> I love that the LeBron breaks the record, but the Thunder get the win on national TV, and that's, Jay that's, outplays that's, LeBron. That's such a Lakers outcome. This that season. would be, really and, and they lose by like nineteen. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's LeBron they breaks lose. the record with like three call. minutes left on a free throw in garbage Dort time. Fouls yes. LeBron last God, second that. that doesn't get called. Put it in my veins. That'd be Shea drops forty in the <laughs> crypt. All right, let's take a break because we've got an hour. (laughs) Let's get an ad read in here real quick. And then on the other side, uh, I had a lot of around the association. We got to trim this bad boy so we're not on this podcast for two hours. I'm never allowed to join the podcast mm -hmm. after a Chiefs win ever again. No, we'll be back in just a moment. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. It's time to go around the association. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> Gentlemen. All-Star Starters got announced. Shea got robbed. But is there one that came off as a massive surprise to you? Anybody on those starting teams that you were just like, what? Mm, I would go... Zion was kind of surprising. Zion was a surprise, I think. He hasn't played. Mm -hmm. Um, For the most part, at the end of the day... Being a starter is like this new weird wrinkle and like a cool achievement. Like you don't get a trophy for that. You can't go to the basketball reference page and be like, he was an all-star 19 times and he started. It's not a thing. It's just like this new weird quirk to get fans excited and pissed and engaged. At the end of the day, they're going to have the same number of all-stars and they're all going to be in the same playing field and they're all going to have the same chance at MVP. It's like, who actually cares? Touche. Hey, that was Shay's uh, post-game response to it, I guess, when he was asked about yeah. it. I Is it bad to say I was surprised by Kyrie? No. Because I was a little surprised by Kyrie. I was surprised for, the media for, so high. For off-the-court reasons or for actual on-court production in the vacuum? Reasons? Both? Yeah. He's, he's been good recently. Damn good this year. Recently, hey. he's played really well. Recently, exactly. Yes. And when it, when it, when was I voting? thought he'd be an all star? No when, doubt. When was voting? True. Recently, it's um, fair. Yeah. Last last month, which is when the voting's yeah. been. Like you'd you'd True. if you're if you're gonna go for an all star, I think you'd rather be good in 
January and late December than you would be like October, early November. Yeah, agree. Recency bias is a real thing. Very true. That's why Darius Baisley put a sock in Jacob's mouth. (laughs) Congrats, Baze. He played pretty good again against Cleveland. Good job, Baisley. The league has finally done something smart with the All-Star game yes. and decided to pick the teams 30 minutes before tip-off. They're not. You don't think so? Are you conspiracy theorists? Nick, Nick? is 100 a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> it's not for conspiracy theory reasons. Like it, it will probably happen like 30 minutes before on the broadcast. But why? I know, I know. I, I think it's perfectly for, for lined merch up. reasons. Like so, nah. they're selling both jerseys right so now. If you go to NBA.com and I wanted to buy and I wanted to buy Donovan Mitchell, they have do, both. I, do I buy a blank color? And no. they they ship they have, me the one that he is. They're selling both right now. That's go buy either one. That's LeBron, Doncic. Why would I buy a? Why would I buy the blue jersey if he was on today. the yellow team? But it like it's so cool I was collectors thinking about item. it. I was thinking about it. Like it kind of makes sense. Uh, like if I'm a Lakers fan. Get me that yellow LeBron. Who cares what he wears in the game? Like it looks cooler. You pick your favorite because I'm a jersey. Lakers fan. Same so, thing for Luka. So think Give about me the blue one. Think about like there's a Russell Westbrook. I think it was like a rookie sophomore jersey, the purple one. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You're you're a uniform he, guy. Yes, that's a badass jersey. With the cacti. Imagine on going online and I was gonna say it was in Phoenix. In in you're like on eBay trying to get that jersey and they have it, but it's the sophomore jersey. That doesn't make any sense. That's different. That's no, it's different. not. It is different because they didn't pick teams on the floor in that game, but, Nick. That's so dumb. I don't think they're uh, the way they worded it makes me think that they aren't going to. Pick so them the on first the floor. year that they like did these kind of like uh, generic uniform templates for the All Star game, they had the black and white ones. Remember that? You yep. saying generic as in their bland? I have a Russell Westbrook one back there. I am black, too. Black and white with the giant team logo yeah. on the chest, yeah. and that yeah. was it. They sold both colors for every player. Did in they? that year too, you would and know. Next I mean, year they would know that. similar. It was just, or was it the year before? That was West, uh, East, and they had yeah. the just the red and the blue. Yes, yeah. that was the year like, before. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, they're picking on the court. Okay, and it's so here's the best my decision question. they've ever Here, made. Here's here's my actual reversible jerseys. So I didn't know Nick felt so strongly about this. Put them it's, shirts and skins. Let's do. Okay, so uh, I'm hopefully going to be in Salt Lake. And they have all-star practice and all this stuff, right? Are they just going to practice everybody together? Not knowing yeah, who's on yes. the team? It's not like they practice anything. They're <laughs> exactly. not running sets. You, every all-star game, you see their first play is like this cut backdoor lob for a slam dunk for the guy that was in the home. It, you it's, can still do that. Correct. But yeah. I can draw that up in the tunnel. I do agree. I don't need to practice. These purposes. are professionals. I'm not saying the practice means anything, but like that—that's a big part of All Star. Is like you I, get to know the guys on your squad like, and get to like, know everybody. I could be wrong, and I've done no research to support this, but this is America, and that's what we do. <laughs> I feel like they already practice together. <laughs> like, am I wrong? They might. They. Act, I, I've never been to an All Star practice. They very well could. That, they very well could. I feel but like I, I saw a video from last year, and like I think both teams practice together. Anyway, I just think like, about the most iconic videos are like Shaq having the big 19 size shoe with the, with the cell phone built in, handing it to Allen Iverson and AI coming in that year with the buzz cut. And the like, those are all like you're on your specific teams and you're like getting to know those guys. It's like, it'll be cool. Nick is so resistant to change. 
Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think it is awesome that they are picking the teams on the floor. Make it pickup style. I Whoever gets picked last, yes. that's going to be so awkward. James I think Harden. it'll be very it'll, be, it'll be very evident by the Can reactions in the player's get... face. If yeah, you see these I... BS like trying to be actors like, oh, I didn't do it. You'll know very quickly. These guys are basketball players, not actors. We Somebody will know. Will we yeah. will know. So, oh, yeah. Shams. Three hours before the game, <laughs> tweets out the rosters. Sources yes. say the first Team pick. LeBron roster has been finalized. And you're like, okay, this is fake. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, I wanted us to, to do the drafting of the teams. We can do that next week. Yes. Actually, next week's pretty packed because next Sunday is the it's Sunday before trading. the deadline. Yeah. We might do it next week. We might do it the week after. Who knows? If it will do so live. I'm just going to ask you guys two questions for picking the all-star teams on the court we currently do not know who the reserves are but we can probably guess i mean the fan voting is pretty telling question number one so the two captains before i get to question one sorry two captains lebron Giannis. question number one who picks shay because we know shay's on his way hey if you're listening to this podcast they're gonna announce shay as an all-star reserve on thursday if I were you, very shortly after that, I would look at the uncontested Twitter account. Indeed. So you can get some heat. Heat. Justin has been cooking in the lab with some fire. Oh. We've also got another special oh. edition shirt about the I was going to say, we got all kinds of merch. Mm-hmm. Hey, that, that Goonies shirt, Justin. Yeah. It's all it's amazing. I need that. I need that crew neck. Get bag. you one. So we got two... Shea All-Star Designs, ready to go. You're going to want to snag these things. They are clean. So, LeBron, Giannis. Question number one, who picks Shea? Question number two, which guy gets picked last? Ooh. Of all the All-Stars, who was the last pick? Oh, that second that one's tough. You can figure out who the actual All-Stars are. I know, right? yeah. Um, hmm. I think Shea goes Team LeBron. Yeah, I think, I think LeBron. the opposite. Really? Usually, like LeBron, I feel like again, this is without research, like Justin said. <laughs> I feel like LeBron usually takes like the high flying, big name. They're like, oh my gosh, Le- Team LeBron's three times better. And Shea's like, like let's be real, he's an incredible player. He's not the flashy all star guy. He's not going to be doing alley oop dunk half court three. Like he's he's the anti that. He's I'm going to drive on you and make a layup. I think he's Team Giannis. I think Team LeBron as well. He's gonna be man. That Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's been so good this season. And uh, LeBron you know, is smart guy NBA. Exactly. Yeah, we, I'm gonna, we, I'm gonna get him know, hooked up with my guy uh, Mav. Which color shirt Carter. goes oh, to which boy. captain? Do we know? I don't think we know yet. Justin, you, you're the you're the, the merch guy. Which jersey is cooler, and which one would you rather see SGA in as a? follow up to that obvious first answer they both suck oh uh blue i would want the blue one yeah. i think the blue is slightly more attractive because the gradient thunder blue isn't... yeah and thunder blue like that's nice it's still not it's just all bad yeah they aren't great all right who's the last pick draymond draymond's not making it no he's not making the all-star team no way oh if he did he'd be the last pick he'd be <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see the final voting results because that was from what we saw. And it's like, 
it's math again, which I'm not good at apparently. Maths. Um, It'll be somebody like the guys. The guys that won the All Star vote. I think besides, I think the only player that wasn't top two on the guards or top three on the forwards in fan voting, like that was actually like boom, 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 all the way down the board. Like the guys that were in that top slot. Were the ones that got there. Who got there. The only one is Anthony Davis, I think. I think that was, it was like Zion over Anthony Davis. It's like the Uh one. So if if we're going off that logic and we're looking at the guys that will likely make it based on that and media and fan vote, I'm going to say Trey Young last pick. Oh, Trey Young's a good one. I'm going, I think DeMontis Sabonis makes it. He'll be last pick. All right, I'll go east then since you guys went west. Uh, I'll say Bam Adebayo will be last. Hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I disagree on Domas. I'm still dwelling on that. I think people, I think people disagree on Domas making it out. No, I think they'll take him earlier. Yeah, I agree. He's been really, really good. Yeah. I just he has yeah. been really I, good. I could see him getting slept on and not getting he's he's like he's like doing Jokic stuff. He's awesome, dude. Right? He's so good. He's so good. Imagine him on this Thunder team, which is He'd fun. Fit because, perfectly. Yeah, exactly. But you wouldn't have Paul George, which turned into we all know the story. I, <laughs> I I think I'm with you, Nick. Trey Young. Cause uh I was trying to find the chart. The player votes. The player vote on Trey Young was rough. Shit on on the player votes. Mm-hmm. He was like the twelfth guard in the East. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, let's see. Here we go. Nobody likes Trey. Eastern uh, Conference guards. Twelfth. Yeah. Twelfth in player yes. rank. Fifth yes. in fan vote and sixth in the, media. The players say that Trey Young is the twelfth best guard in the East. Yeah. They say Lamelo Ball is better. They say Jalen <laughs> Brunson is better. Yeah, Dog. I'm with they you. They taking him. If if that's what the players think, yeah. No, you're right. I agree. Nobody likes playing with Trey. It comes from an uh, from an OU fan. Comes Indeed. from a horrific school. Justin knows. <laughs> All right, I think it's time for us to get out of here. We've been podcasting for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> God bless anyone that's still listening. Yeah, shout out to you guys. <laughs> Tons of awesome questions in the chat. We just don't have time to hit them tonight. But yeah. Nick, it's time to start learning those lyrics to Smash Mouth's All-Star because you owe me a bet payoff. I'm going to do it so subtly that you'll never even know it happened. Oh, no. I'm going to I'm going to like be playing the pod at half speed I, just to ensure that you've got the I'm entire gonna thing. I'm going to stretch it out over and like I'll be in the background seeing my rotisserie chicken. I don't, I don't know if the language in our contract agreement said it had to be one pod. Oh, I'm going to stretch it out over my oh, we'll go. I'll go back and listen. I will too. I'll, just, I'll right. see what we had. <laughs> Boo. Thank you guys so much for listening to the uncontested podcast. We really appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Like we said, chat was hopping. Tons of people in the live stream. Speaking of the live stream, we are in the double digits of followers or, or subscribers needed until we hit that 1K mark on the YouTube channel. Make it happen. That's incredible. That's like that's a massive milestone for me. I when we started this thing, we never even thought about putting it on YouTube. So th- to know that we're almost to 1k subs is stupid and it's so cool. So thank you guys so much for tuning in live. If you listen to the podcast version, make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you get your pods, drop that five-star rating, write a little something if you want, write a little rev- review, call out Nick's math. That would be uh that would be a good review. 
but that just both of those things just help the algorithm get us out to more people. So that would be incredible. We would really appreciate that. In 24 hours, you guys will be hearing from Taylor Peterson after Yikes. the Thunder beat the Golden State Warriors. Knocked on wood. 500 this week? 500 this week. <laughs> um, I believe, yeah. I don't know who has the Wednesday game against Houston. I think I do. And then I think Justin has the Saturday game against Houston. So we've got you covered for every post game this week. Next Sunday is a big show here as we will be uh, only five days away from the NBA trade deadline. So it's going to be a fun trade-filled show league-wide and maybe cooking up some Thunder trades. Yeah, get your uh, OG and Anobi trades ready. If I have to cover a Wednesday loss to the Rockets, (laughs) (laughs) that one may not go live, folks. That may hit your streams out of nowhere. Uh, We will see you guys in 24 hours. If you're in Oklahoma or like anywhere in America at this point, really stay warm because it is cold boy out there. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We will talk to you guys soon. Until then, as always, thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.